Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, December 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, St. Louis Alderman Sam Moore recently insisted that Board of Freeholder members from North St. Louis should be black. His comments struck a nerve with Asian Americans who say their community has long been ignored. Are we only good enough to be counted for the purposes of receiving city, state, and federal funding? Or do our voices actually count for more? St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis delves into the story in just a few minutes. First, the news. The head of the St. Louis City NAACP is continuing his support for the effort to privatize St. Louis Lambert International Airport. That's even though the city has not indicated how money from an upfront payment for leasing that airport would be spent. President Adolphus Pruitt says the city cannot pass up a chance to lease the airport, especially to help the north side. If somebody is willing to come in, uh, invest money into the airport, and pay the city a significant uh, dollars up front that it can use to address some of those some of those ill wills, we should be receptive to at least hearing that offer. Pruitt made those comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. An airport working advisory group is whittling down a list of 18 companies to decide which will have a chance to submit proposals for a lease. The most recent numbers from the FBI show a reduction last year In the number of reported hate crimes in Missouri, there were 64 incidents. That's about 40 percent less than 2017. The Anti-Defamation League's Karen Oresti says those reports don't always give an accurate representation of hate crimes in the state. She says they are submitted by police on a volunteer basis. I've always taken, I don't want to say a dim view of the statistics. They are simply a snapshot of a moment in time. And the challenge with the hate crime stuff is that, first of all, we're a year behind. Arresti also says many victims do not report hate crimes out of fear. Students applying to all three University of Illinois campuses will not be asked about their criminal histories until after they have been admitted. More on that from reporter Lee Gaines. Advocates for removing the criminal history question say it discourages people with convictions from applying. Barbara Wilson is the vice president of academic affairs for the University of Illinois System. She says moving such questions to the back end of the admissions process is a reasonable compromise. But they are still asked of all provisionally admitted students. So what we've done essentially is moved the box. She says the question is still necessary to keep campuses safe. Committees at each campus will review the records of admitted students who say they have criminal convictions. I'm Lee Gaines. You can rate and review The Gateway wherever you get podcasts. Also, let us know what you think. Email feedback at stlpublicradio.org. St. Louis Alderman Sam Moore touched a racial fault line when he recently insisted that Board of Freeholder members from North St. Louis should be black. But he was essentially arguing against Asian Americans from that area serving on the board. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports Moore's comments have some Asian Americans wondering how, or if, 
The city is adapting to changing racial demographics. Lee Fung has owned Egg Roll Kitchen in North St. Louis since 2000, but he's been a part of the community since 1968 when his father opened up the North Grand Restaurant. And he has a close relationship with his customers. Mr. Lee? I need a 10. Fung is from China, but he considers himself a North St. Louisan. Fung even attended Soldan High School. He's moved out of North St. Louis, but the area was his home for 15 years. And he still considers himself a part of the community. I support this area. I go to the neighborhood meeting. I go to all the balls and stuff around on, on my free time. So, you know, I, I, I do a lot of community stuff. That's why Fung was disappointed when he heard that Morris said this. On the north side of St. Louis, we don't have any Asians unless they're selling rice in the chop suey place. Moore later told Alderman Bretton Orion, the city's first Asian-American alderman, that St. Louis has had a historic racial divide. This is a very polarized city. It's always been black and white. I know you're just getting down here, but the issues have been black and white since I've been down here 13 years. Moore declined to comment for this story. He has said he meant Asian-Americans no disrespect, but his comments validate Asian-Americans' concerns that they're often not seen or heard in the region. That troubles Eileen Chung, a Chinese-American who's lived in North St. Louis since 2012. I don't think that it is um, inclusive or very appropriate to generalize that as, like, being representational of the entire North Side. Chung says Moore's comments are an example of the erasure of the Asian-American community in St. Louis. And that history can be traced back for decades. In the 1950s, the St. Louis downtown area included the thriving Hop Alley community, which was home to about 300 Chinese Americans and businesses. But by the 1960s, much of that area was demolished to make way for the Old Bush Stadium. Decades later, many Asian and immigrant-owned businesses opened along Olive Boulevard. Now some of those businesses could be displaced to make room for a new shopping center. Caroline Fan is the founder of Early, a statewide Asian-American nonprofit. She says excluding Asian-Americans from civic boards makes them invisible. Here's my question. Are we only good enough to be counted for the purposes of receiving city, state, and federal funding? Or do our voices actually count for more? And do we deserve representation on decision-making boards? Including the Board of Freeholders. But others interpret Moore's comments differently. St. Louis NAACP chapter president Adolphus Pruitt wonders if Moore was talking about those who make their money in North St. Louis but don't live there. But the people who live north of Delmore, 90% of every dollar that they take in is spent either outside of that community or spent with businesses in that community whom they're going to spend that revenue that they take in outside of the community which means that those dollars are not circulating within the community. The view that St. Louis is primarily home to just blacks and whites could be changing. The 2017 American Community Survey run by the U.S. Census shows the city's Asian and Latino populations have increased since 2000. Ness Sandoval is an associate professor at St. Louis University who studies demography and urban sociology. He says as demographics change, Asians and Latinos likely will have a greater presence in St. Louis. It's not really about being black and white anymore in terms of the framing many of these issues. It's about a multicolor framework in terms of there are different groups, uh, 
trying to understand what those the needs are. Sandoval says some political leaders in St. Louis are already noticing and preparing for these demographic changes, and that it's only a matter of time before the rest of the city accepts that too. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, at Wayne Radio on Twitter. And from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.